Amen. You can grab a seat. Good evening. My name is Ben. You're thinking he's about to start preaching. It's time to be done. I know I'm going to be really brief. I'm so glad that you're with us. You know, we can fill a room on Christmas Eve, Eve. Christmas Eve, you know, Christmas, but Christmas Eve, Eve, we're so glad that you could spare a moment to be with us. I want to give you just a brief, in the time that I've got a brief, kind of invitation to maybe be involved with us more regularly, to ask the question, why might one engage with church on a more regular basis? Why might you want to come back and be with us? And by the same sort of argument, I'm going to be saying kind of the reason for the season. So two birds, one stone. Why might one get up early and come on a regular Sunday to be involved with what we're doing? Is it the sense of smug satisfaction as you drive by other homes that are probably sleeping in. Okay, no, no, it is not that. No, that is the opposite of Christianity. See, Christianity actually preaches that the people who come here are the ones who need to be forgiven, not the ones who are coming to be praised. Jesus said that he came for doctors, come for the sick, not the healthy. So the people around you are not good people. Watch your wallets. I mean, these are people who have come... Because we need forgiveness from God. We need something from Him. So if it's not superiority, is it just the wonderful music and the donuts and the excellent student and kids' ministries? Yeah, you know, honestly, you know, every Sunday can't be super spiritual. Sometimes you just want the sugar. But the big, big reason for why we do what we do on a regular basis is because we do want to honor the God who sees us, loves us, and forgives us. There's a pastor in New York, of all places, who, who talks about those things, the fully known, fully loved. He talks about what is it to be known and what is it to be loved, and how do those go together? See, it is possible to have people who love you but do not know you. That's what social media is like. Social media is you presenting a version of yourself and people giving you thumbs up or hearts based on that version of yourself. But to the degree that that's actually you, we, we kind of realize that that starts to feel empty, doesn't it? I mean, Facebook's been around for like 20 years. And now I think we've all kind of agreed that, you know, it's just kind of fake. I mean, over the summer, there was a new social media platform that came out called Be Real. Have you guys heard of that? I didn't. I just had interns here that were college students. And so they were like telling me about be real because we, you know, like in a meeting and they got to be real. It, the idea is that a, an alarm goes off and you've got like right then to take a picture of yourself and show the world what's going on right now because you're going to be real. And the, what is the hope of that app? Well, the hope of that app is that maybe you are a little bit more authentic. People actually get to know you a little bit more. So when they say positive things about you, it can actually land. See, if people don't know you, then their love doesn't really hit. It doesn't actually give you what you're looking for. There's also this idea that, of course, you can be known by somebody and then not loved. This is what rejection feels like. This is what breakups feel like. This is what divorce feels like. This is rejection, and it's, it's awful. It's hell. The idea that somebody would know you, that would see you, and seeing you would reject you. 
There's also, and this pastor doesn't talk about this, but the idea is one of the categories that people don't know you and don't love you. And that's probably most people. I mean, you probably feel that way about everybody in like, you know, Luxembourg or something. Like you don't know anything about them. You don't really love them. They're just fine. And that's a whole category. But then there's the final category. And the final category is to be fully known by somebody. They see you. And to be fully loved by that person. And that, that's heaven. That's what actually the cross is all about. The idea that you could actually be seen by God fully and and known by Him fully and yet loved by Him totally. That's what the cross was all about. The cross that ended animal sacrifices. Listen to this for a second. We have been meeting here for like years and we've never on a Sunday done an animal sacrifice. When we first started meeting as a church, we rented a place from a lady, uh, a couple in Murray. And when we sat down, we're talking with them. You know, they were asking, so what kind of stuff are you going to do on a Sunday? And David and I, I don't remember who did it, probably made, made a stupid joke and said, well, we're not doing animal sacrifices. And the lady got real nervous and the husband got real stern. <laughs> And it was like, you can't kill or burn any animals here at, you know, at the premises. Like, no, 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 we were kidding. We don't actually do that. Christians haven't done that for thousands of years because, not just building permits, but because we believe that those sacrifices were all pointing towards something. The Bible makes very clear that those sacrifices are pointing towards something, towards what happened when Christ died for us. See, when Christ died for us, he became the sacrifice for our sin. So at the cross, God is saying about you that he does see you, that that cross is actually not just something that happened to Christ, but it's something that we deserve. But seeing us in our state, seeing us in our sin, the cross also means that he loved us enough to do that. The cross is the place where we see both God seeing us and Him loving us. There's famous passages of the Bible, passages that people know just by osmosis in Western culture. And one of them is the one you hear at weddings, 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter. And it says a little bit further down, maybe in the less famous part, verse 8, love never ends. As for prophecies, they'll pass away. As for tongues, they'll cease. As for knowledge, it'll pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child, but when I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. For faith, hope, and love abide, these three. But the greatest of these is love. It is the idea that God actually does love you. It is the face that you will one day see perfectly. The Bible's clear about this. There is a day when you will see God. And in that moment, you will either see the one that you have accepted forever, or you will see the one who says to you, depart from me, for I never knew you. Now, these are Jesus's words, and and it's very clear that, that what he has come to do is to know you now. 
He's come and he's been really clear about who you are. You don't have to pay him off. You don't try and have to hide who you are, your sins. You don't have to Facebook your way into his approval. You can actually be you and be loved. He doesn't leave you where you are. He's going to change you, of course, but he actually sees you and loves you. You can accept that lordship, that name, that adoption, that love. You can accept it right now. And it takes a minute for you to understand what I'm even talking about. It takes a minute for you to accept these things. Of course, no problem, no rush. Let us engage with you in that pursuit of understanding who this God is and maybe of accepting him. He's taken care of everything. The only thing that's left is for you to look on him and say, I do, yes, to be his forever. When you do, that grace, that love becomes like a light inside you. It becomes like a light that opens up, turns off the darkness, becomes for you sight, sight of yourself, sight of others, but sight also of that face. Maybe now you only see him dimly, but sight of that face and through Jesus, that face that you can trust looks on you and smiles, really sees you, but loves you. Now, like I say, we want to walk with you through that understanding. At Christmas, it's a celebration of Jesus coming, the beginning of that rescue from God coming to be with us. And, and we're going to right now go into a time of lighting candles and lighting all the... Everybody got a candle when you came in? Well, you were supposed to. That's not on me. I, the people were standing there. That candle we're going to light now. And what I'm going to do, in, in just a second, I'm going to ask you to stand and I'm going to pray. The band will come back up and play. And then we'll, we'll, David and I will come and, and we'll light the candles coming down the aisle and you'll light them all. And what we'll do is we'll see a visual representation of what it is for the light of the gospel to come into your life and to take a dark room and make it bright. But if you could let us know a little more about what's going on in your world. Maybe you want to talk more with us, but it's kind of weird to do it tonight. No problem. We've got these forms you can fill out, these little uh, next steps forms. This one was filled out uh, to make fun of us, I think, unless your mom at gmail.com is a real email address. <laughs> I think this one was just for fun. Uh, and that's fine. You can do a fun one. It might be fun to read a fun one every now and again. But if you want to, you can give us a little more. We can know a little bit more about who you are and reach out and try and help you understand more about who this Jesus is. Right now, I'm going to ask you to stand, please. And then I'm going to pray. When I say amen, the band will start playing again, and we'll come with these candles. Lord God and Heavenly Father, you have come to be the light of the world, to not just look down on us and command us, but to actually stand with us and show us, to show us not only what righteousness is, but to show us what divine love is that finds people that are far from you and brings them near at incredible personal cost. Lord, please let us see and understand the love that you have brought through the gospel. And understanding those things, Father, let more and more people light up with the light of Jesus. Let more and more people celebrate that gospel of love. We pray these things in your son's holy name. Amen. Amen.